Hi, this is Julie Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica Dolan. This is Leanne Dolan. You're listening to another classic, classic, classic episode of Satellite Sisters to Go. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation, any conversation, can. any conversation can. My sisters, Monica Dolan and Julie Dolan. You can always reach us at SatelliteSisters.com. If you're away from your radio for any reason, you can listen right there at SatelliteSisters.com now or find out about how to podcast our show. Whoa, All right, Jewel. That sounds so advanced. We have so much going on at SatelliteSisters.com. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Hey, Leanne and Monica, I saw a great article today in The Guardian, which is a British newspaper, but they put together a panel of female authors, politicians, media types, business power types, and they asked this group of women to nominate the men they believed best understood women. Oh, so okay. worldwide, okay. who are the men out there that best understand what's really going on with us, okay? Okay. So this is an international list. And they picked the top 50 men who really understand women. And some and, of it, and Julie, I assume it's well-known men. They didn't just nominate their husbands or boyfriends. No, right. These are, <laughs> or their younger I, brothers, people we had never heard of. I don't see any younger brothers or cousins on the list. I mean, there are a lot of scientists, biologi- biologists, you know, doctors involved in it. But and of course, they have some, you know, in the 23rd spot, they have Manola Blahnik. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Shoe okay. designers. And here was their rationale. And I think this is what's good about this poll is because they provided rationale for each of their choices. Oh, excellent. They said Manola Blahnik has fanned the flames of female shoe lust. Okay. He totally <laughs> understands that this is really what women want is a great shoe. And um, according to Madonna, what she said about Manola is that his shoes are better than sex. Oh, What's okay. more, they last longer. That's according, <laughs> according to Mad Dog. So that's not surprising. But then it was also interesting that some of your, like Nick Hornby made the list, Leanne. Okay, one of my favorite writers. He's been on Satellite Sisters. He does understand women. He writes great, great female characters in his novels. Right. He wrote High Fidelity, Fever Pitch, About a Boy, and that he he understands sort of the role of women and that he doesn't he doesn't mind you know, mind women. That's that's his big thing. <laughs> he doesn't mind women, <laughs> no, which is no. unusual for British men, apparently. So no. that puts him on the list. No, he's so a good he guy. He made the list and he was in number 13. And number 12, Monica, is someone you know, Pedro Almodovar. <laughs> oh, Pedro Almodovar. Yeah, the director of Volver. Yes, yes. he understands women. Yes. That he is, loves women. That's exactly, they say that his films are passionate tributes to women. The female characters are emotional, they're troubled, they're mothers, they're daughters, and they, he just, he gets it all. So he made the list. So some of those people are not so surprising. Yeah. Uh, Sheila is, is not here, but she would be happy to know that Daniel Craig made the oh, list. Oh, Daniel Craig. She's been on his list for many years. He's been on her list for many, many years. And why, why did they, why did they put him in the number 11 spot? Yeah, you know, they, out of 50 spots, they said, wow. Daniel Craig, because he, he knows what women want. He knows that really 
that to take off his clothes, to be uh, buffed up, that's really what's going on. That he. <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, that's what women want sometimes. Yes, it is. So sometimes they need that. Uh, yes. So, that's what so, they want in James Bond. Yes, right. they want that in James Bond, and he gets it. So that's, you know, I was happy to see that he made the list. And then, of course, they have, which was, you know, it's not surprising that one of the reproduction pioneers, a guy named Robert Winston, also made the list. He was involved in the development of IVF treatment, and that, you know, that's a very, you know, he got a top spot, a top 10 spot. Also, the father of the pill, Carl D. D Jurassic, also made the list. And okay. so for, for women who want children or women who don't want children, <laughs> mm -hmm. they, you know, these two doctors understand it. But you know who came in in the number four slot? Can I guess? Bo Bono. No, no, Bono. Sorry. Bono I, I, I feel like Bono understands yes. women. Yeah. He's married to one. He has a few daughters. <laughs> I, I feel like Bono should be on the top of most every list yes. of men. No, but, okay, okay number can four. I guess? Yeah, who do you think, Bill Lynn? Clinton. <gasps> Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to guess that, too. Bill Clinton? Yeah. Yes. You, I, I know it's ironic. I, yes, I, it's, it's filled with ironic. It's like outrageous is it's, what it is. The only woman he doesn't seem to understand is his wife. Other yes. than that, he gets them. But <laughs> this is like an international poll, yeah. and they have identified Bill Clinton, number four. They feel that even though he was kind of a rascal in the White House, yeah. you know, that his w good work for AIDS in Africa and the Clinton Foundation for AIDS initiatives, um, that 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 he has redeemed himself. Well, Julie, you know what? When, remember when we had him on the show? Yes. And Bill Clinton, and he spoke about he's talking about the first ladies, and it was during the elections, and he was so respectful the way he talked about the women. I know it's just the problem with the wife, but other than that, I, I okay. think it, particularly in an international poll, you're right, Monica. He was very respectful. So mm -hmm. yeah, I can see how in an international poll he would score very high. Was I Bruce was. Willis on the list? Bruce Willis did not make <laughs> okay. the list. I just think of him as being kind of evolved. You know, he has that, <laughs> he had that amicable divorce, and he right. has those three beautiful daughters, and he just seems level-headed. Okay, okay, number one spot. Okay, I'll just give you a chance. Okay. Number one, number one man in the world, okay, who really understands women. Larry King. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it because Liz isn't here. Was it Larry? I'm sorry, Larry did not is not has oh. not made the cut. Leanne, any guesses? I can't. I can't even guess because I actually would have thought Bill Clinton might have been on top. So, okay. and I, I'm not. I don't think it's Tony Blair, even though I was a. It was a no, British no. List. In fact, and God I mean, knows it it's not Prince Charles. No, Prince Charles, <laughs> nowhere on the list. Okay. Nowhere on the list. He did, number one spot goes to George Clooney. Oh, that's insane. That's not right. <laughs> George Clooney. They, and they describe him as an actor with a conscience. Okay. Okay, obviously he was voted sexiest man alive. Yeah. That, did, that did not hurt, okay, I'm sure, as they were considering that. But when you think that they have all these other scientists and authors and former presidents and, you know. That does surprise CEOs me. CEOs and design, designers that... George Clinton, uh, George Clooney would make the list, but they feel like he, you know, he has is the prettiest. Yeah. He, is. <laughs> <laughs> he is the prettiest and he has sort of a what they call a startling cross generational appeal. 
Ooh, yes. Okay. Well, all tr- right, all true. Startling cross. Yes, he does. So, and because, and he has done, you know, he has made blockbusters, but he has also done issue-raising movies like Syriana, mm-hmm. okay? And they felt like that, that there's, that he is an actor with conscience, with a conscience. Oh, and come I guess- on. He's at the top of the list because he's attractive. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, I think he likes women. I yes. don't know if he understands them, but I think he likes them. But I yes. think he's a, okay, I think he's a okay. very nice man. So I don't know him at all, but so it doesn't surprise me. I think there are many things at work there. I think we could come up with our own list of men that really understand women. I don't know why our, our own John Ramos is not on this list. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he, is our, he is our technical director here at Satellite Sisters, and he works only with women. I know, and I, know. I don't know how he does it. I know. So. I know. It is. It's one man, nine women here. <laughs> at Satellite Sisters. <laughs> we should have a write-in campaign for John Ramos. I know, I Because know. not only does he work with us, he seems to like us, too. He actually <laughs> seems to like us. Like, he likes his job and everything. He's here all the time. He seems to really enjoy it. 866-33-SISTER is our number, 866-337-4783. You can also reach us at SatelliteSisters.com. Julie, that's a funny list. Well, I have another, I mean, some new research that came out that might help you, Leanne, might help me, just might help, help you. Try to understand what's going on with your mate, with your husband, with your with your spouse, whatever. That you know how you know the situation when you say, "Honey, could you take out the garbage?" Yeah. You know, and nothing happens. Not you know, there's just like no uptake. There's right. no there's no reaction. There's there's no garbage going out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it just well, you know, the scientists really wanted to figure out what was going going on in the household when you have that situation between men and women where a wife would ask a husband to take out the garbage and, in fact, nothing happens or some other household mm-hmm. chore. And what psychologists are now calling this is that there's a term called reactance, okay, which is the tendency to do the exact opposite of what's requested by a loved one or a boss. Okay, so okay. maybe, okay. do you have any re- reactance going on in your household, Leon? Yes, yes, I do. Last night, again, go brush your teeth, go brush your teeth, go brush your teeth. And went, went into, and took a bath. So that would be and my... A- activated some reactants. Yes, that would okay, be, but, and then I reacted to his reactant. Okay, that but would see, be my here's 11-year-old. The thing. Here's how you have to react to the reactants, is that they have determined, as part of the, these, these experiments, that it's a totally subconscious thing. They don't mean not to take out the garbage or not to brush their teeth. Really, what they have no control over it because <laughs> they see you as the control, and it's this subconscious reaction to control. They did, they did a study some, where they had pictures of people who are the control figures in a person's life and people who are the fun uh, in people in a person's life. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You know, they would do stuff for the fun people um, in the person's life, but the controlling person, not so much. So it's just this subconscious thing. So the next. So are you supposed to say, like, honey, please lie there on the couch and watch the Yankees game? Don't worry about the garbage. Have fun. Can I get you another beer? And then they'll magically get up and take out the garbage? Yes. You might try that. Reverse. It might work, Monica. Or what you should say to them is, honey, I think you need to suppress your reactive tendencies <laughs> and get up and take that darn garbage out. That's what you need to do. Yeah, Julie, it seems like if that is true, what scientists have found, we are caught in a no-win situation. That's, that's correct, Leon. All you can do is, but once you recognize that this is some un, subconscious or um, activity going on, 
that you can just you can try to avoid the spat. You can just address it that just you, take out the garbage yourself is what usually happens. Probably that's that will work the best. I wonder if George Clooney takes out the garbage. Like if we ask George Clooney, George Clooney, could Bill you please Clinton, take out the garbage? Do you think garbage? he takes out the garbage <laughs> when Hillary asks him? I don't know. Manola Blahnik, could you please take out my garbage? <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Craig, do you think that? I don't know. Eight six six thirty three sister is our number. Eight six six three three seven forty seven eighty three. We're the satellite sisters. Stay with us. Lots more news, talk, and laughs. to be with you here today. I'm Leanne Dolan, here with my sisters Monica Dolan and Julie Dolan. You know you can call us anytime. We're your satellite sisters, 866-33-SISTER, 866-337-4783. Julie, you were just talking about a new study, how it's it's a subconscious reaction that men have to control. When reactant. We, reactant. Yeah. When we ask them to do something and there's no response whatsoever, it's this subconscious thing like they will not be controlled by us. Is that, right. is that what I'm understanding? That's pretty much what you under, we, have, we have to come to grips with. Right. Million. That it's subconscious. It's not just that they're not listening. It's much deeper than that. Yes. All right. Well, Shelly is calling us from California. She, she has a way to break through their subconscious. <laughs> All right, Shelly, how are you? Hi, ladies. Hey, I really enjoy your show. Oh, and thanks. A friend of mine had this problem with her 11-year-old son and her husband. And, you know, it's funny that you brought this up because we were just chatting the other day, and she said, hey, I came up with a way I actually can get my son to, you know, like brush his teeth because I, it's just something about moms and sons and brushing their teeth, apparently. Thank but, you, Shelly. And I have an yeah. 11-year-old son, yeah. <laughs> so. Her idea is, and it has worked for her, so perhaps everyone, we should start trying this. She actually goes into his room, or if he's watching TV, into the den and makes eye contact with him and says, you know, hey, Matt. And then when he looks at her and she has eye contact, then she touches him either on the shoulder or the knee or, you know, some tender touching gesture and says, honey, it's time to go brush your teeth. And he says... Okay, Mom, and he just got up and did it. Wow. You know what, Shelly? We use the trick training the dog. You actually, you say their name first to get their attention, and then you give the command. And then you put pop a little treat in their mouth <laughs> yeah. as well? Shelly, this is good. Okay, so well, make I'm, eye contact and then the touch. Exactly. And, you know, I actually need to start using this because with my husband, for some reason, whenever I say dinner in five minutes, he gets on the phone. I don't oh. know what's that. Oh, oh. You know, that drives me nuts. So from now on, instead of just telling him, I need to actually walk in and say, honey, dinner in 
you know, five minutes. And maybe a kiss on the cheek might work, too. I'm oh, see, there I like you go. This. I think you're just shocking them out of their subconscious Their subconscious. State. Shelley, yeah. this is very impressive research. I mean, I know it's just research of one, but I, I think we should all try it. Try it. I think it would work, Because yeah. it is the subconscious part, Julie, that's disturbing. Like, if it's really in their subconscious, how can we fight it? But if we shake them up by actually As long as it. you acknowledge it. So it's not that they're – I mean, I've had my – I forced my husband to get hearing tests because I thought he just. <laughs> oh, Julie, <laughs> Monica, you don't know what it's like. Oh, right. Julie, no, I do not know what it's like. That just, is so funny. You, you're just convinced like something's wrong they can't with their he- ears. They yeah, can't they can't hear. hear. How the could commands. you? Have, right. <laughs> and I'm going to get some little treats too, bite-sized treats. Just my keep them in your in your pocket, little butterscotch candies. Or yeah, something. get a little pouch to wear around the house. It might work. Yeah, and, they might like little cheese bites. Dogs like that. Not like we don't love men. We're just trying to break through and occasionally get yes, some teeth yeah. brushed and some garbage taken. It's out. It's not their fault. You you see, it's a subconscious reaction because you know mothers know be- knows knows know best. And and I think here's another story. This is like the big light bulb went on um, at, at Sam's Club this week. Yeah. That they're, you know, Sam's Club, the big warehouse division of Walmart. Uh-huh. Well, they have, they've, they want to boost their sales, okay? And they, but, and they figured, they've come up with a brilliant idea. What is it? Which is they are going to actually court the people, the shoppers that are in the Sam's Club. Wow. Okay? Because they, their whole thing was when they set Sam's Club up, it was supposed to be for small businesses, okay? Oh. But really, if you've ever been to a Sam's Club, you know that 80% of the people in there are, are moms shopping for household goods. Yeah. Okay? They're, they're moms. That's who's <laughs> in Sam's Club. Well, apparently no one who runs Sam's Club ever went in a Sam's Club <laughs> store because they have been holding on to this, we're in business for small business. But now they're having a total shift in their marketing plan, and they're going to... They're going to work on merchandising, so maybe you don't have to buy five-gallon jugs of pickles. Maybe you can buy a half-gallon of pickles, you know, instead. That is brilliant. So they're actually marketing to women because women buy 80% of the stuff in the I, store. And But they just figured this out. That's what's, <laughs> that's, that's what's surprising to me. I mean, you've been to Sam's Club. There's women with the giant shopping carts in there. Let me guess who runs Sam's, Sam's Club, though. Mr. Men? Sam? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> guess, guess who's sitting around the big d- table making all the decisions. Just a guess. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. SatelliteSisters.com is where you can find us. Satellite Sisters, and we are not on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit <laughs> issue. Are we, Monica? We no, didn't we're make not. it this year. No, Lee and our girl Beyonce is. I know. Can she do no wrong? Can I she know. do everything? I you know. know what? I went to the Sports Illustrated website yesterday, yes. uh, which I rarely do, but <laughs> I had to see pictures of Beyonce. Sure. I'm surprised the site didn't crash. I know. Frankly. Because <laughs> it is astonishing the way she looks. I'm Leanne Dolan here with my sisters, Julie Dolan, Monica Dolan. We're just ruminating. Beyonce is on the cover of the swimsuit issue, which usually I do object to just I'm, because I'm I must. Yeah, just I, because it makes me as a subscriber, just SI, uncomfortable when it comes in the mailbox. 
But then there she was. But, you know, and SI doesn't really care that you're uncomfortable. No, they don't care. They haven't cared since they, the first <laughs> swimsuit issue. They don't really care what their female readers feel about that issue because it's working for them. And now, you know, the kids are getting old enough, 11, oh, gosh, I got to put that right in the trash. <laughs> I just want them to be, uh, you know, ignorant of the swimsuit issue for a couple more years. But, but she Le- does look incredible. Leon, it's only a matter of time before they know. It's the second week in February. Yeah. Every year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Their friends are going to tell them. <laughs> well, it was funny because the boys were asking. My older one was saying, that Beyonce, she can do everything. And he said, Mom, she could be a model if she wants to be. And this was a couple weeks ago. And I was trying to explain that, no, models have no figures. Like real high fashion models, they don't have a booty like Beyonce does. But I didn't know how to say that. I'm like. Is that what you said to your sons? I, I said, well, models are usually, high fashion models are very, very thin. And Beyonce yes. is, curvy. is not is curvy. I think yes. is what I. I was like, how do you say voluptuous to a to an eleven year old without taking him in a totally different place than you want to take him to? So and there she is on the cover of the swimsuit issue. All right, we have a lot going on uh, on the show. But Julie, can I just say it is good to hear your voice because it's, I know you were incommunicado for a while. It's a relief to be back. Now you know I've dealt with the Russian phone systems. Yeah, I've dealt with the Thailand phone systems. But I met my match with, <laughs> with Quest. <laughs> Quest is my service provider here um, in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And, um, Leon, you weren't here, but I, had, I went into, it was just a terrible, terrible situation that started on Sunday when I realized my phones were out of service. My, and the, my phone line and my high-speed ISDN line, which is what we use mm-hmm. to do the show every day, they were down. Okay. okay. I, and I was, you know, that really, that puts you out of business. And I was desperate. I mean, I even called Monica in the middle of the Grammys to, to have her substitute for me on Monday because I didn't have a phone line. Right. I didn't have anywhere to go. I couldn't do the show. Yeah. So, so right. it was so bad. What, no, I know. That is bad. No, I'm agreeing. Yeah. Okay. This, okay. this is your business. Your phone line is... It, is it's my life. Okay. And yes. I tried to explain this to the people from Quest. They didn't really totally understand. They, you know, I, you know... But I, I called in on Sunday. I told them I had a problem with my phone line. And you know how, I mean, I haven't called a phone company in a long time. Mm-hmm. But, it you know, they tell you that, well, they're having some problems, but they don't know the nature of the problem. And they don't really know when it's going to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's the thing, I think, for most people with service is if you just tell us we could cope. I could make other plans. I could move to some other location to do the show. I could find some alternative solution to my problem. So but this was a widespread problem, not just a Julie it, Dolan it was, problem. It was a widespread problem. It was a widespread problem, Leon. But then, but what happened was in certain areas, like my neighbors got their phones back and I didn't. Oh, oh, you know how that, that drives you crazy. That made you so mad. That made me really mad, Lee. How did you send all those emails? Okay, because my... my <laughs> were, were you at Starbucks? <laughs> Where were you? For, like, I was my email. Emails. Email worked, okay? I don't understand what's, what okay, that systems makes... come okay. in. So anyway, but I felt like I didn't know. So Leon here, I took matters into my own hands because uh-huh. I'm here in the small town of Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and I just went out in search of the Quest trucks. I felt like if I... <laughs> found the trucks i could find out what the problem was and find out when i was going to get my phone service back so well, they are they are the people that are in the field and they're working hard and they know you know yes. the other people when you call you don't know where you're calling you right. could be calling you know portland oregon san diego i don't know i don't know where these people are and they don't really know because they're just looking at a computer 
So I went out, I found the Quest truck, I found the hole that they were down in, and I stopped by, um, and I said, hello, mister, and I introduced myself, and I said, my phone was out of order, and I got some, I got some answers, Leanne. Oh, and that, good. That, that was helpful, that it was, in fact, a wet cable that was causing the outage. Now, this was totally different than what the people at Quest had been telling me. The people at Quest, were, 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 they said it was a cable break. And then they started to give me a tutorial on what it takes to put back a cable when it breaks because there are 1,600 wires in each cable. Okay, Okay, you know, stuff you don't really want to hear, okay? So I understood it was a wet cable, and so they were trying to fix it. So I went back the next day. My my, uh, telephone service has been out for days, Lena. Right. So, but now that I knew where to go to get my information, which was not on the phone, right. okay? It was I'm the just, hole in the ground. The hole in the, the ground. And they were very helpful. The people working in the hole in the 24 hours a day, in the cold, in the snow here in Colorado, trying to get this back, they had to perform a ma- major cablectomy. You know, in fact, they showed me when I went <laughs> wow. back, Leanne. I mean, they showed me what they were trying to do, which is to sort of patch in a new section of cable and attach it to, you know, to take out the wet part of the cable and put in the, a new dry cable. It was it was major surgery. Wow. I knew that, but every time I talked to Quest just to get an update, no, 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 they're, oh, they were sticking with, oh, it was a cable break. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not a cable break. It's wet cable, okay? Okay. So... Then, then, so this is now Tuesday night. Yeah. I get my phone rings. My phone rings. Oh, that's okay? exciting. You're that done. You're very, good. F- You're I'm good. very excited. Okay. It's a telephone solicitor. My first call. <laughs> I haven't oh, that's asked. that's ironic. A telephone solicitor. Okay. So, but that was just the start of it. Okay. Then yesterday, so I have phone service. I have ISDN service. I'm back in action. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. I had five different people from Quest call me. Four humans and one robot. They okay? called you? Why? They called me. They called me to tell me my service was back. Okay, but, well, <laughs> actually, four out of the five people that contacted me from Quest said my service was back. Okay. One person from Quest said my service was still out and not to expect it back on. <laughs> That's really <laughs> That is funny. I, Tim, I've talked to Tim several times. Okay, he's a very nice guy. I said, Tim, that doesn't make any sense because I'm talking to you on the phone right now. Yeah, okay? that doesn't. Right. I mean, that's not even the Department uh, of Redundancy. That's uh, I, the Department of I, Redundancy. I, I five, <laughs> I mean, five, five, my, my phone's been ringing off the hook with people from Quest calling me to say my service was back. The robot, have you ever gotten one of those robot calls? Yes. You know, they yes. call, he called me back to say that my service was there. They're leaving messages on my home phone, <laughs> on my cell phone, because that was my only source of communication. So this morning, when my because it's again still cold and snowy, mm-hmm. I went back to the hole. Okay? Oh yeah, because, how are they doing? Well, they're still working on it because they've now it's sort of like they're packing it all in. Again, I had a nice conversation mm-hmm. with them, but really mainly, I just wanted to thank the guys working in the hole for fixing my phone. That lines. was very nice of you, you know? Julie. A random act of kindness, and it's random act of kindness week, so way to go. Okay, that's that's it. I offered to get them a cup of coffee, you yeah. know, but they said no, no. Well, I didn't want them to spill it on the cable. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that no 
have been funny. Red cables. Anyway. <laughs> that would have been funny. Well, we are glad you're here because, Julie, it's Believe It or Not Day today. Oh, yes. Satellite Sisters, Monica's weekly news quiz. No hints. Right, Monica? We never get any hints ahead of time. Well, there's going to be a theme, but I think it's something you and Julie will both relate to. Okay. Oh. All right. Excellent. That sounds good. And then later on this hour, you know, February is Women's Heart Health Month. And so we are having on uh, the president of the Sister to Sister Everyone has a heart foundation. You know what? Because we need to talk about the signs of a heart attack. You can't hear it enough. And then this Friday, all over the country, there are lots of free screenings going on. Good you can idea. go to SatelliteSisters.com for that information. But stay tuned. Really important life-saving information coming up. So that is coming up on today's Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. Julie, Julie, I saw a study, and yeah. I thought of you. And then I thought of me. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh Uh-oh. Stay with us. Thanks for being here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Los Angeles with my sister Monica in Portland, Oregon. Julie is in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And Julie, I saw this study. I I think it was released a little while ago, but I just clued into it. And I thought of you and I thought of me because it's about coffee drinking during pregnancy. Okay. Okay. So remember how miserable you were 25 years ago when you gave up coffee for the pregnancy? Remember that? Yes. It was the first of so many sacrifices that I made. For, for my your children family. and my family. <laughs> Don't right. you still resent it and regret that you had to give up the coffee for, what, the 18 months that you were pregnant? Yes. Yes, Lee and I do. Okay. I do. Well, I, on the flip side, was told by my OBGYN, oh, don't worry, one cup of coffee is fine. Which and made I me... didn't believe that, Lee and I thought I know. that was blasphemous. I know. But I, of course, have felt guilty for the last 11 years that, oh, no, maybe I did do something, you know, permanent damage by having that one cup of coffee, but I just could not give it up. Well, a new study has relieved me of my guilt and should fill you with regret because uh, apparently (laughs) drinking moderate amounts of caffeine during pregnancy does not lead to premature births or underweight babies, according to Danish scientists. So you can actually drink up to three cups of coffee a day. Wow, that seems like a lot. Yes. Three cups of coffee is a lot. It is. I'm just saying, talk to your OBGYN. Mm-hmm. I think one cup, so live guilt-free, one nice okay, cup of coffee. Okay, Dr. Lean. Okay. That's what you... Do talk to your OBGYN. I just had to laugh because I have felt like, you know, I, I, I did have Was some... it your dirty little secret all these years, Leanne? I, I drank it proudly, but I did okay. feel uh, a little bad inside. 
you know, a little. I tried uh, not to say anything and yeah. impose judgment on you, Leanne. People were people are judgmental when you're pregnant. They want to tell you what you can do and what you can't do. And and my OBGYN, who I who I loved, was an interesting guy, and he always said, he goes, you know what? It's just the medical profession doesn't trust women to monitor themselves. That's what he would say. Huh. He was sort of a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> so he would say like, <laughs> we don't really have any studies, so we just tell you no. Because oh, mm-hmm. it's just easier to say no than to say moderation. And so that's, he used like coffee as an example of that. And wine, again, not advocating drinking lots of wine, but he said, is one glass of champagne for your anniversary going to do untold damage? Probably not. But they just say no alcohol because they don't trust women. So there you go. There, that was his theory, just passing it along. But according to studies, go ahead, have one cup of coffee. Feel free to talk to your doctor, though. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> and if you're not happy, go ahead and email Leanne at SatelliteSisters.com. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Okay, this one, not surprisingly, this study, most emailed headline of the day yesterday. Okay, men all over America shaking in their boots when they read this at the office. Research links vasectomy with higher dementia risk. Whoa. Whoa. Wait a minute. Is right. How could that be? Men who have had a vasectomy face an increased risk of developing a rare type of dementia marked by a steady loss of language skills, according to researchers at Northwestern University, Monica. Okay, the study, this is the theory uh, of these researchers, that the ant, okay, so do we have to go over the what happens in a vasectomy? No, but I no. just don't, okay. they don't seem like those two parts would be connected at all. Well, right? that's, researchers were sort of tipped off when a couple of their patients said, I've noticed this, you know, I'm having problems here a couple years after my vasectomy. So they did some tests and it was a small survey. That's what the doctors are saying. And I love this because all you need to do is read the headline. Every man in America just canceled his appointment yeah, with his urologist it, right yeah, now. It, it's, it's a panic headline. Yeah, that it is. And, the, the doctor who was in charge of the study said, boy, it's really a small number. Just go about your business and get your vasectomies. Okay, Dr. Weintraub, sure, sign us up for that. Uh, but they think because of the way a vasectomy works, okay, you're cutting off the, you're tying the tubes of the sperm so it doesn't get out. Sometimes that sperm leaks into the blood system. And uh-huh. they think that antibodies produced by the immune system in response to the sperm may trigger the damage that causes dementia. Wow. Huh. Wow is right. Wow well, is right. But I didn't even really think they knew what caused, caused dementia. Well, so. they're saying this specific different kind, this, okay. develop, this rare type of dementia. So they are going to do further studies. I think that's but, a good idea. Uh, you know, as Dr. Weintraub says, go about your business getting vasectomies. <laughs> okay, Dr. Weintraub, that's not likely to happen. But oh. Okay. <laughs> Just thought I'd pass that along. Two studies, two sort of related studies. All oh right. Oh, my goodness. I know. Coming up next on Satellite Sisters, we're sticking with health here because February is Heart Health Month. Okay. Particularly Women's Heart Health Month. Monica, you were a cardiac care nurse. Very often we turn to you for this type of issue, so you're going to weigh in. But we're also talking to the president of the Sister to Sister Foundation. Their mission is to educate women about cardiac risk factors. And on Friday, all over the country, it's Women's Heart Health Day. There are free screenings going on in 16 cities. We're going to tell you what kind of stuff they're screening for, what you should look for in terms of what are actually the signs of a heart attack. They're completely different in women than they are in men. So stay tuned. It could save your life. We're the Satellite Sisters.
Welcome to our lives. We're the Satellite Sisters. It's great to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Los Angeles. Julie's in Steamboat Springs. Monica Dolan is in Portland, Oregon. And every February, it's Heart Health Month. Right, girls? Right, sisters? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this is something on Satellite Sisters that we talk about every February because for a couple of reasons, we have heart disease in our family, so we're very aware of it. Monica, you spent many years in cardiac care. You're our pro. You're our expert. That's right, Lee, and I was a cardiac care nurse for a long time. And then right before this job, I worked for a medical device company. I worked for a pacemaker and defibrillator company. So I know a lot about heart disease. And we've talked to women who've had heart attacks, who've had strokes, who've suffered from heart disease. Because it's the number one killer of women. Yes, it is, Julie. And that's why we are talking to Dr. Laureen McKillop today. She is the president of a really great organization called Sister to Sister. Everyone has a heart foundation. And Laureen, welcome to Satellite Sisters. Thank you very much, ladies. I'm happy to be here. You know what? You're the only national organization that focuses solely on women's heart disease screening and prevention. Good for you. Well, thank you very much. We owe it to our founder, Irene Poland, who had the brilliant idea way back when that having knowledge is one thing, but doing something with knowledge is another. Yeah, so you not only talk about it, you not only teach women about heart disease, but you also do screenings. We do. When you come to one of our health fairs, and tomorrow they'll be occurring in 16 cities across the U.S., anybody who wants to can get in that line and get a full cardiac screening. What does that mean, a full cardiac screening? Well, with a full cardiac screening, you get your blood pressure, your waist circumference, and your BMI, your cholesterol, your glucose, your blood lipids. HDL, LDL, and now triglycerides, another blood fat that has been identified as an independent cardiac risk factor, particularly for women. So it's, it's, a, it's a screening that would cost you well upwards of $100 were you to go to your doctor's office. We do it. We sit you down with, your, with trained counselors who interpret your results for you and let you know which of your indicators might be indicators of risk. You know what? That is amazing, Laureen. I mean, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com to link through to Sister to Sister. Everyone has a heart because in 16 cities all over America, they're doing this tomorrow. That's a lot of screening for for free. It is. It is. And we have generous sponsors who help us. Yeah. We have exhibitors. And we, we not only do these screenings, but we make it a very upbeat, fun occasion for women. Because Why is that important? Because you know what? You hear like, oh, body mass index and waist circumference. That doesn't I'm sound out. Too yeah. I'm, I'm out. out. Who, who wants to get that measured? <laughs> you know, you say that. It's very funny. But we've done an evaluation of our fares. And we're not the only ladies who would say that. And okay. what we have decided is if you need to get that old waist circumference done, we can easily put up a screen. Okay. No, it's a simple thing to do. Uh, You you asked me, I think, why it's important to get this done. Yeah. Because any one of these things can be a silent indicator of cardiac risk. Mm -hmm. And you may not know that you're walking around with hypertension or high blood glucose levels or uh, inappropriate levels of any of the blood fats. And for women in particular, the first way you might be finding out about that is when you keel over with a heart attack. I know. We hear that every February. And every February, it still amazes me, Laureen. As women, we don't really believe some of these stats, do we? What's that all about, Laureen? Well, you know what? I'm a single parent of four children, and I think it has to do with time and priorities. You know, we have the sense, mistaken sometimes, that we we need to put ourselves last because 
you've got the kids and we've got dinner on the table and if you're married with a spouse you've got that person's needs to take care of and we often mistakenly think that the man's health with respect to cardiac disease is more at risk than our own and we're just dead wrong yeah we're dead mm-hmm. wrong we're trying to do too much in too little well hopefully time. not dead wrong hopefully yeah. Right. Yeah, right. That's Lorraine, true. but speaking of time how long when you go to uh, to the fairs tomorrow how long would a screening like that take well Great the screening question. itself probably takes from soup to nuts 15 minutes Fifth, we, only 15 minutes yeah yeah it's a simple it's a simple you know blood pressure test and then everything else is done with a little finger prick we hope that people stay longer though because when you come to our fair and i started to talk about this a minute ago now i recall you have the chance to see these wonderful cooking demos and uh, exercise who doesn't love a cooking demos? demo <laughs> that that lures the ladies in it's, well i went to one it this does. morning i did and it was this african stew that had sweet potatoes and uh beans in it and instead of using salt they they salted it up with squeezes of lime and citrus i've got to tell you it was delicious mm. so you get to do that and they're all kind of, often at the fairs we have little goodie bags and raffles and it's just it's a great place to come for an hour or two but you can get in and out if you're just desperate to get that screening in the middle of the day you can get in and out in less than half an hour we're yeah. talking to dr laureen mckillop she is the president of sister to sister everyone has a heart february's heart health month we want to encourage you to go to satellite sisters Find out about these fairs. Monica? Lorraine, so is the point that you take all this information that you get, I mean, the blood chemistry tests, and you you have this knowledge, and now you can go back to your own physician and talk about it? It is indeed. I'll tell you some very interesting statistics. Of the women who come to our fairs, uh, something something fewer than half of them actually get screened. Some come just for the events and don't get screened. But of the women who get screened, about 50% of them find for the first time that they have two or more cardiac risk factors. Mm, and wow. of that group, we've done an evaluation to find out what, what our fares accomplish. Of that group of people who are finding out that they're at risk, 72% of them say that they then follow up with their doctors. And that's exactly what we want. We don't want to be, we don't prescribe. We can give you ideas about heart healthy living that we want you to embrace, but we are certainly not the doctors. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure most women know most of the risk factors like smoking, uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity, ma- obesity yeah. type 2 mm-hmm. diabetes. But And, you know, of course, you can see, you, you know whether or not you smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's really no way you know whether you have high blood pressure or high cholesterol unless you get a check. That's exactly right. You can only make a guess. That's exactly right. And, you know, we go for the mammograms and we go for all these other tests. And believe me, I'm not trading off diseases against each other. But heart disease kills more women than every form of cancer combined. And I know that is another thing. Our, our, our producer, Joanne DeLash-Young, her mouth, her jaw just dropped. Apparently, you've never listened to us in February, <laughs> Joanne. We know that at Satellite Sisters. But you know what? Is your organization called Sister to Sister because we don't talk about this enough? Like, it's just not, I don't want to say sexy enough, but it's not sort of dramatic enough. Like, oh, everybody, oh, you're a little overweight. You don't immediately take the conversation to, oh, you might have heart disease. Whereas if someone finds a lump, wow, that's a big conversation you share with your sisters and your girlfriends. It's it's something we do. I think, you know, we we associate uh, that 10 pounds of overweightness with how we look much more on the outside than with how we look on the inside. Mm. And, And we really need to change that, you know, for, for all the reasons you read about in the fashion magazines. You have all these crazy anorexic kids running around. But on top of that, the, the overweight that you do carry around is hurting your health. 
Okay. We've all got to engage that struggle in a serious way. Okay. You know what? When we've talked to women, Laureen, who have had heart attacks before, and we've talked to women who are, you know, 35, who are 55, who are 42, it doesn't matter. Well, we've talked to marathon runners who've had a heart attack and, you know, and then have gone on. And to a woman, they say, I just had no idea that I was having a heart attack and no idea anything was going on. And then invariably they've um, finished making dinner. Uh, for their family, right. and they pack the kids' lunches for the next day, and then they go to the hospital. Yeah. Okay, yeah. W- what's the matter with us, Laureen McKillop, that we do that? Well, again, speaking from my personal experience and my observations of my friends, we women have a tendency to put ourselves last, and it's a mistake. You know, the, all the research shows, particularly with respect to our daughters, they look to us. It's a horrifying responsibility. But mm-hmm. your daughters and, and your sons and everyone else, I mean, we're, we're the apex of the family. And people look to us and our families to see how we live. And, they, and I know my kids model themselves after me to some degree, so better or worse. And it's just not a good thing to, for us to be constantly self-deprecating and not taking the time we need to make sure that we're healthy and fit. It's a huge mistake, I'm not, and I'm as guilty of it as anyone else. I'm not preaching. I, you know, I, I try to force myself now to pay attention to what I'm eating and to go out for that walk. If I can't get to the gym, and I don't really like the gym anyway, just go out for a walk at least every other day. All right, let's talk about quickly the signs of a heart attack in Yes, because women. this is, you know, I mean, for a lot of the um, heart attack victims we've talked to, they didn't know. They, I mean, they, you know, they, oh, they got a little indigestion. That's you what they thought. You bet. You bet. It's, it's, it's simply true that heart attacks do not necessarily manifest themselves in the same way for women as they do for men. Um, I've heard of any number of cases where a woman is nauseated, she feels fatigued, she has a backache, she has a bellyache, and she goes in to see the doctor, and these doctors are sometimes woefully uneducated themselves about the difference in symptomology between men and women, and the doctors say, eh, you know, menopausal woman, you just go home and take a nap, go home and take two aspirin, you have a little flu, and these are the women who keel over with heart attacks. Wow. It's really, it's really dangerous. Yeah, you know what? not take those symptoms lightly. Monica? Um, last night, Lorene, I saw uh, there was a TV special on called The Hidden Epidemic. I don't yes. know if you saw it, Heart Disease in America. It was Indeed. very sobering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end, they talked about the symptoms of, of heart disease in men and in women. I know classically people think when you're having a heart attack, it's just like, it has to be this like crushing substernal chest pain. Right. But just like you were saying, the physicians, it's much more, it can be much more subtle than that. It can be yeah. like a little jaw pain or frequently for women. I know when I worked in the coronary care unit, when they came in, people, women thought they had the flu. Yeah. You know, they were incredibly tired, a little bit short of breath. They were nauseated and they had been feeling that way for like three or four days. And yeah. then we would find out they had had a heart attack. Isn't that scary? And, you know, one of the things that I think, again, affects women more than men, when we finally admit to ourselves that we're sick, I mean, do we all really have internists? I have an OBGYN. Right. You know, Good and point. I, I can drag yes. up some internists if I have to, but to go <laughs> oh, to a cardiologist. Oh, Lorene, I'm guilty of that, too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a cardiologist? Who, you know, who has a cardiologist? And we're stupid. <laughs> we're stupid. We should not 
you know, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> All right. Dr. Lorraine McKillop, thank you so much for being here. Again, I want to encourage you to go to SatelliteSisters.com. You can find information on the Sister to Sister Everyone Has a Heart Foundation all across America in 16 cities. They're doing free screenings yes. this Friday. So important. Take your sister. Okay. We want Take you there and thank you very much. And you sisters go too. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Our sister, uh, we are going to send some sisters to the one in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, we're sending some of our production teams going, and we're trying to send some sisters to the one in L.A. So uh, we want the screenings. We want the most <laughs> I free. I want that stew. That African <laughs> stew sounded delicious. I'll take everything but the body mass index. No, I'm kidding, Lorraine. I'll do it for you. SatelliteSisters.com has information, or you can go to SisterToSister.org. Stay with us. More from the Satellite Sisters. listening to Satellite Sisters, and we're just reminding you, February is Women's Heart Health Month. Tomorrow, National Women's Heart Day. Go get uh, checked out. Go get these free screenings. You can go to SatelliteSisters.com for more information. I'm Leanne Dolan here with Monica Dolan and Julie Dolan. All right, Monica, you're a cardiac care nurse. I was a cardiac care nurse, I know. Leanne. Yeah, I that, know. That, that was my background. Yeah, I worked in... Uh, coronary care units. I worked in uh, like a post-open heart unit in the intensive care unit. Then for years, I worked in the cardiac cath lab Mm -hmm. where they do angiograms, take a look at your coronary arteries. And then for the last 12 years... we used to hate when you came home and described those to us. I know. (laughs) I didn't describe them to you, Leanne. Well, Leanne always gets a little woozy. Just the procedure. Yes, the procedure. No, I know. You weren't giving away medical secrets. No. Just the idea. I know. The idea. Uh, Then the idea. And, you know, then I worked for the pacemaker company. Right. Pacemaker and ICD company. So uh, so last night, of course, I was going to watch this PBS special that was on. It was called The Hidden Epidemic, uh, Heart Disease in America. And it was a two-hour special. I'm sure it will be rebroadcast this month, uh, probably on, you know, local PBS stations. But it was really interesting because it was all about – the history of heart disease in the U.S. Hmm. and how it became an epidemic. So it started kind of like after World War II and when people started getting things like cars and televisions, smoking cigarettes. And Kentucky Fried Chicken. And Kentucky Fried Chicken. And Julie, every time they mentioned... Uh, how Americans' diets changed, and they were eating the, all these high-fat meals. They had this old, like, news footage of, I believe it was McDonald's, because the golden arse in the background. And it was just a picture of, like, a guy, like, making 30 greasy hamburgers at once. Yeah. And then they would talk about, like, diet and cholesterol. And then you'd see the news real footage of, like, oh, big load of French fries dumped mm. on top of those. So it was uh, interesting. But one thing that I thought... Uh, the cardiologist kept saying, the statistic that I keep remembering is they said 80% of heart disease in America 
is caused by risk factors related to lifestyle that you can change. Okay. Huh. So like preventable risk factors, things like not all preventable, but things you can do something about smoking, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type two diabetes, diet and obesity. So all of those things that causes like 80% of the heart disease in America. Obviously, 20% of it is caused, you know, there are genetic causes, but it's it's just sort of like a wake-up call that you can take action against these uh, risk factors. And I think, really, it was a pretty sobering show. I mean, they, they it was very poignant. They profiled uh, people, different people that had heart disease in mm-hmm. America. And, of course, they used, like, the very young father who just... Oh died suddenly right. it was like five days after his daughter was born wow. seemingly healthy 50 year old man died of a massive heart attack mm-hmm. then they had the woman who was about 55 and she she just didn't think women could get heart disease and she mm-hmm. didn't think she didn't have any uh symptoms for years but all of a sudden she started getting symptoms of heart disease so but the message at the end of the show was very hopeful because uh the cardiologist that Larry King interviewed at the end. <laughs> okay. Panel discussion. Well, Larry's had a heart attack, Loved right? It. Well, you know the story that when I worked in a coronary care unit a million years ago, I know maybe this is ba- breaking patient uh, nurse confidentiality, but Larry was my patient one evening. <laughs> yes. Okay. And he was a very delightful, very delightful patient. So you were a celebrity nurse. That was, that was your specialty. Oh, Monica. Didn't no, know. no, I, but I, I do feel close to Larry. But Larry looked great. So he moderated this panel of cardiologists. And uh, their message at the end was there's hope, you know. Right. We can help you every step of the way with prevention and with treatment. Excellent, excellent information, Monica. Again, SatelliteSisters.com. I encourage you to go there. Click through the link to SisterToSister.org. Find information on the screenings in your area tomorrow or just the tests you need to know about that you can take to your own physician during your own physical. Lots of important information. SatelliteSisters.com. Stay with us. Lots more coming up next hour. I'm Leanne Dolan. I live it's in cold. Los Angeles. It's cold and snowy in Colorado I know today, it is. But it's not news here. That's the difference. Like, it's just cold and snowy. Julie there is in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Monica is in Portland, Oregon. If you're wondering, Sheila's on vacation this week. She went to New York City to spend some time with her daughter who lives there. And then Liz, it was very dramatic yesterday in the middle of the show, getting updates, updates, updates. She was on her way to New York City. United Airlines calling Liz personally buzzing or emailing her to tell her that yes her flight was canceled oh yeah oh so then it looked like she was going to be stranded here sisters but not liz dolan (laughs) not liz dolan no one strands liz dolan if she wants to get on a flight you should have seen her yesterday afternoons work in the cubicles oh she's a maniac i'm sure oh she was she was not satisfied when united said no there's no way we can get you out she was calling other airlines she was on hold with two or three airlines at the same time she was enlisting the help of janine peibel our able production assistant when her phone would buzz janine would have 
have to answer it. She doesn't do that. Janine's too busy to answer our phones. But Janine was changing airline reservations for Liz and changing hotel reservations because Liz was on hold with so many airlines. And then, Monica, what happened? Did she make it to New York City? I didn't hear Yeah, I mean, Liz called me last night, and I thought it was just maybe, you know, spinster aunts having a little, (laughs) going to have a little Valentine's Day recap or something. But no, you know, of course she went to New York this morning. Okay, Okay. she could not be stopped. Of course she did because she had a meeting on Friday, and that is Liz. You know, she has a meeting scheduled on Friday in New York. She's going there, and I'm sure Sheila's very sorry that she decided to go there because <laughs> Sheila, Sheila has to go to the meeting, too. And Sheila was in New York spending the week with her sister. I'm sure Sheila was disappointed to get the call. But, you know, yeah, Liz got those automated alerts yesterday during the show right. on her Palm Trio that her United flight had been canceled. And you know what's so funny is that Jennifer wrote us during the show, and she said her husband was traveling last week on United, and he got home about 1030 at night. And she said the next morning they received a message from United saying that his flight was rescheduled for 10 hours later, (laughs) which is very, very funny. So she's saying maybe the new service from United needs to work out a few kinks first. You know what was funny about that, Monica, is that Liz was suspicious. She was suspicious of the message. She was suspicious when she called United and they're like, no, sorry, can't get you on any flights tomorrow You've got to go Friday, at which point that's too late. It's an all-day flight. Liz so, doesn't take no for an answer. No, she you doesn't. So that is interesting, that maybe the United System not perfected. Right, but Liz, you know, got on a flight. She just went on another airline, which yeah. was sensible. But, uh, you know, reading those, the news stories from yesterday, I, I'm glad Liz didn't travel yesterday because it sounded pretty dire. Horrendous. I mean, yeah, they said like 3,000 Flights were canceled yesterday. Oh wow! All well, across you the had, country, you had so, you had so many major hubs affected. You had Chicago, you had Washington, you had New York, you had Boston. They're all wiped out. And Ju- so Julie knows her hubs. I know she? my hubs. <laughs> you do. Pick a hub. Do you want any hub information right now? Gate information? Could you give us gate information? <laughs> yeah, but, Julie. Julie can check us in online. Yeah. But, but speaking of gates, Monica, what about? I can't believe it happened again. Those JetBlue customers that were stuck on the plane for eight hours right leon julie this was a jet blue flight and this was in new york at jfk mm-hmm. and they were stuck on the runway they sat on the runway they could see the gate they oh. sat on the runway for eight hours yeah it's just so cruel i can't even and they it. were like steps away from the gate but they couldn't get out of the plane so they were trapped there and you know of course they kind of ran out of food and ran out of snacks and then you know the bathrooms start to overflow well i guess some of the stranded passengers on the plane they started emailing photos of their situation (laughs) like two loved ones and news organizations people started calling abc news from the plane that is brilliant i think it's great i I think it's great mayday like one guy was quoted as saying i can see some serious desperation in people's eyes a guy (laughs) a guy that was a guy who called from the airplane so but you know they were just it was the airports were overwhelmed. You know, there were no gate agents. There weren't enough people to, like, bring the planes back to the gate. And that's why they had to sit on the tarmac. Now, I know last week we talked about that new bill 
the passenger's bill of rights. Yes. Right, because we had the same incident had happened over the, um, the Christmas holidays at a plane in Austin, Texas. Passengers had sat on the plane for eight hours or nine hours. An American nine hours. Air, American well, Airlines. Yeah, well, unfortunately, that bill isn't going to Congress till next week. The oh. passenger's bill of rights. So it's like a week too late. And, you know, that bill says they want passengers to be notified within 10 minutes of a flight delay. Okay, that's asking a lot. That is. It's ridiculous. But I think it's after three hours on the tarmac, you get to go back to the gate. And that's reasonable. Here's what I don't understand. You know, I've traveled all over the world, been to just thousands of different kinds of airports, and many big airports still have the old-fashioned roll-up stairs. I love those, Julie. You know, you go, you go, Monica, you travel to a lot of regional airports (laughs) in your your past life. Right, but yeah, but in my last job, I traveled to Mexico, all the, and it was the same way. They didn't have the air, the airplanes didn't pull up to the gate. You got off. You just felt like you were traveling when you like went down the stairs, and there was the blast of hot air, and you got to walk across the tarmac. Right, I yeah. love those. Yeah, they used to have that. Hong Kong used to be that way. Thailand was that way. Lo- lots of airports in Asia still have the roll-up stairs. They just don't have enough gates. So why can't why can't the why can't these you know, these hubs, why can't they get some gates? Get you know, some, some, stairs. some stairs. That's what you're saying. That's yeah. you don't every plane doesn't need a gate, just get some stairs. Because that was the situation with this jet blue blue flight. Yeah. They were not able to they didn't have a gate. And then the wheels froze to the tarmac. No so that's way. <laughs> yes, way. That oh. was that's an additional problem that they didn't anticipate. <laughs> but again, if you have a set of stairs People can say, safely disembark from the plane. Well, Julie, it, it was an unusual situation yesterday. Not I just, we... I'm glad Liz wasn't in the middle of it because who knows who she would have been calling and texting from the plane <laughs> I know. if she was trapped on a plane. Oh. We probably, I'm sure we would have heard from her. Yes, she would have gone right to the Supreme Court, I think. <laughs> All right, coming up in this hour, Monica has Believe It or Not. It's our weekly news quiz. She gives it to us. You can play along. We're always looking for a guest player. Stay tuned. That's at the end of the hour. Lots more coming up, including uh, we got... We got some inquiries on where should some sisters go for a Satellite Sisters weekend. We're going to give some advice. We are the Satellite Sisters, and we're giving advice. 866-33-SISTER is our number. Give us a call. Sisters, I'm Leanne okay, Dolan thanks. here with my sisters. Oh, Julie, you're here. I'm here. Okay, Sorry. Good. I'm just talking because sometimes I can't talk, Leanne. <laughs> uh, in case you, you all missed it, but Julie dropped off mysteriously it's during the friends. Break. It was my friends from Quest. They okay. were just testing the line, Leanne. I didn't know you were going to be back. Monica and I were going to say things about you, but oh, Monica, she's <laughs> no, back. No, we weren't. Okay. We don't do that. <laughs> Leon might, but I know you wouldn't, Monica. (laughs) All right, later on in the hour, we have Monica's Believe It or Not. You can play along with us. That's the weekly news quiz. And did you guys hear the story of the Anne Frank documents that surfaced yesterday? 
I haven't read it yet. Un- I saw the headline, so. Just one of those unbelievable pieces of historical coincidence, just shedding new light on a young girl that's become, you know, a, a known figure all over the world. Some unbelievable documentation that was discovered by a volunteer at a museum. Like it's amazing eight, that it's coming out now, It's in, It's incredible. really makes you think, so I'm going to fill you in on that. But, Monica, what's going on? What have you been doing? Well, you know, yesterday, uh, you know, I'm having a post-vacation blues. Yeah. Because oh, I sure. went on that beautiful vacation vacation to the Caribbean. I know it was a couple of weeks ago, but I do replay it in my head every night. <laughs> do you and, look at uh, your pictures? Well, yeah. And yesterday was really cold, miserable. And I just, you know, kind of reverted back to my soft addiction I told you about, which is I would go to these, the U.S. Virgin Islands, the message boards. Mm-hmm. Okay. This was like a travel online message board. I just wanted to recapture some of the magic of my vacation, which I felt was fading away. So I spent a couple hours last night reading other people's trip reports, just, you know, reading about uh, St. John. And there is one site that I have to say I love. It's one of my all-time favorite sites. It's called TripAdvisor. Have you ever used it? I've never been there, Monica. What do they have there? Well, it's a traveler site where you get to write travelers write reviews of hotels, restaurants, uh, they also have message boards on that site, but it's mainly hotel reviews. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, I have lurked here for years. I think that's the proper word. Really? That's what they call it when you lurk on a website, but you don't contribute. And I've always felt a little guilty about lurking so much <laughs> because I never stay anywhere. I never plan a trip without first going to TripAdvisor. It's just hours of fun to, for me, especially when the reviewers completely disagree on the hotel. You know, oh, some are yeah. like, it's a dump. Some was like, it was the best week I ever had in my whole life. Oh, I love those. Those make me laugh. <laughs> so anyways, I just decided I was going to take the plunge last night and become a member of the TripAdvisor community. Wow. Good for you, Monica. Right. I decided I would write a review of the place, the condo I stayed in, in St. John, oh. because there seemed to be some questions from the other members about whether this was a good place to stay or not. It was a split decision mm-hmm. oh, so on the board. Was there a little con- condo controversy going on? Yes, there was a little condo controversy going on the place I stayed. Some thought it was a dump. Some thought it was <laughs> absolutely perfect. I guess it depends on what your standards are. Right. And for me, it's the price. I mean, yes. you get what you pay for, people. Uh, you know, yes. it's not a private home, but I did love it there. So I composed what I thought was a very fair review uh, I gave some of the pros, some of the cons, tried to add a little funny at the end, Leanne, because I told you about the driving there. Yes. So I said, there's a good-sized parking lot for your car once you survive the plunge down into it. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I put it. Uh, so I came to the end of my review, and, of course, there was one thing I wrote in there. I said, there was a lot of noise, construction noise near there. So I said, that could be a bummer, but instead I wrote, that could be a bunner. <laughs> and it just made me laugh out loud. I was like, oh, there's an edit button. So I edited it. So it said that potential bummer at this place. So then I went to submit it. And yeah. you had to check off. They had boxes. And it was like the reason you took this vacation. So the first choice was honeymoon. No, clearly that that did not fit me. The second choice was romantic getaway. No, nope. it was not a romantic getaway. It was a solo vacation, vacation for one. Then they had travel for business. No, travel with family. No, again. And then other. 
So I fit into the other category, <laughs> and I submitted it, and I was pretty happy, but I was disappointed to see it wasn't up on the site yet. It will be. I guess they do some editing. Oh, okay. Got some editing. They have to check that there's no profanity or you right. don't say something inappropriate about the place. I mean, besides Bunner, which I corrected, yeah. I think I think it will it will go through. Pass. No, profanity free. But yes, Monica, was, do they have to is like a member do they screen your membership? No. Do, no. Oh no, it's I mean, believe me, there can be trolls on there, Julie. I mean, there can be plants. It could be the guy that owns the condo could mm-hmm. go right six different reviews on there that's why you have to take them with a grain of salt but you know what if you read through 10 or 15 of them you get the idea you know if if everyone uh labels their their post places a dump avoid (laughs) it at all costs i mean if you see four or five of those don't don't book a room there that's just my advice so it's called tripadvisor.com TripAdvisor.com. Hours of fun on TripAdvisor.com. Good place to go. Just fantasize about your next vacation. You know what, Liam? We did get an email from Maura. I love this. She has, uh, she said, her sisters and I, they're also Irish and they're from Connecticut, just like us. They're looking for the perfect place to get away this summer to celebrate I'll just say one of their sister's 50th birthdays. Okay. So she asked asked our advice. She said they're looking for a place in the Northeast. We can get plenty of exercise during the day and feel a little bit pampered at night, but they don't want to do the whole spa thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, They're seeking someplace fun and interesting. Any ideas? Okay. All right, so they're asking the Satellite Sisters we, what... We normally don't give advice. Yeah, well, what the heck? <laughs> hey, Monica right. gives advice. Now she was on TripAdvisor.com. <laughs> right. Okay, so we are going to give our advice when we return. Uh, 866-33-SISTER is our number, 866-337-4783, because you guys have some suggestions, right? I've been thinking about some nice places in New England that you might, like a bunch of girls might go and have some fun. Yeah. I've got two, I've got two good suggestions. Okay, a 50th, a 50th birthday. Day. Monica, you have some suggestions? I do, Lee, and I think I have two solid ones. Okay. You know what? If you have a question for us at SatelliteSisters.com, go ahead and contact us. You know, we can't <laughs> promise that we can help you, but you can at least contact us and we'll try. We're going to give our hand, you know, we're going to try our hand at this 50th birthday party. That sounds good. Monica, we also got another email. Someone wanted to know where she could get a Joe Montana signed helmet, right? I saw that. Okay, yes. so that's we'll so take she a was wide. You, Monica? <laughs> yes, us, all of us. All right, we're gonna get a wide range of questions here, but we're gonna tackle this 50th birthday party when we return. Also coming up later on in the hour, Monica's believe it or not, our number though eight six six thirty three sister eight six six three three seven forty seven eighty three birthday party in New England. Give us a call.
listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here with my sisters, Monica Dolan and Julie Dolan. Our number, 866-33-SISTER, 866-337-4783. We're attempting to help Moira. Is that her name? Mora. Mora. Mora in Connecticut planned a 50th birthday party for her sisters this summer. She wants a fun place in New England to go, but not a spa. If you have any suggestions for Mora, 866-337-4783, 866-337-4783. Okay, so Monica, the email came in to SatelliteSisters.com. She said, help. Right. She said, any ideas? They're looking for this fun weekend getaway. They want to be active, take hikes, play tennis, do stuff like that. Because they live in Connecticut. Yes. And they live in New England or they're, or, uh, they're looking for a New England getaway. Okay. I'm going to suggest uh, somewhere on Cape Cod. Okay. Oh, that's a good idea, Mom. And I went to Cape Cod. I went a couple of road trips many, many years ago. Well, the Cape is beautiful. You know, I think it's beautiful, like, in the spring, and, I mean, it's kind of crowded in the summer, but I'm going to suggest TripAdvisor, the town of, like, Chatham, okay? okay? And I know there's a beautiful old hotel there that's right on the water. Now, when I went there, I was in the campground <laughs> outside of the town of Chatham, but I remember it as being a very lovely place. Uh, I could not really afford it, but I'm sure more and her sisters can. <laughs> but I know there's an old inn in Chatham. There's restaurants. I'm sure there's the beach there. There is a hotel that's a little bit fancy. I'm sure they have, like, spa services without it being a total spa. You know, they can go off and do their own things. And I love the Cape. All I right. think that's a good suggestion. Okay. Here's my suggestion. Okay. Cape Elizabeth, Maine. Okay. Cape Elizabeth, Maine. Cape Elizabeth, Maine. You want to stay at the Inn by the Sea. Because okay. guess what? It's an inn right by the sea. Okay? <laughs> so that's a that's good. That's easy. Just remember Cape Elizabeth, Maine, Inn by the Sea. And how perfect Maine in the summertime is fantastic. It's relaxed. You're, it, you're away from it all. It has so much charm. It is the Inn by the Sea, so you have the sea there. I don't know if you've ever been swimming in the water in Maine in the summer. It's a little nippy, but plenty of room, plenty of space to hike, to, you know, perhaps take up Nordic walking. Maybe this would be <laughs> this, this is, summer. This so is the summer. Yeah. You, for the 50th birthday, get everybody a set of Nordic walking sticks, and you can walk around in Cape Elizabeth, Maine, which is a charming town in Maine. So that, and again, because it has an inn, you can have a nice dinner there. So if you want, you know, if you want to play around all day, you still can do something special at night. Okay, this is Leanne. Here's mine. I have two, two picks. First of all, I'm going to go with Maine, too, but mine's a little bit different because, as you know, I went to a summer camp in Maine. And so are you going to suggest one of those <laughs> oh, weeks no. at the family camp? You at your camp? bet I am. And you laugh, sisters, but after the regular season's over for a couple of weekends in August, they open the camp up. You get to stay in the cabins, you get to do the hiking and the canoeing, and you get to eat the really good camp food. And I'm not kidding you. It's good camp food, okay? I'm not sure it has the nightlife that they're looking for. S'mores is about all you got going on at It's night, a right? summer camp, but it is really fun, and I think for sisters it might take them back to their childhood and they could have an excellent time they get their own cabin it's not super expensive all the meals are included which is good you don't have to cook you don't have to clean and you I, get a gimp bracelet at yes, the end of it, yes yes right? you do so the name of the camp is wyanaganic 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 in maine okay camp wyanaganic and then the other one is completely selfish but my friend lily and dave 
They own an inn on Block Island. Okay, that's oh, that's a that's a getaway place. That oh, is I a have good one more, getaway. I have one more suggestion. Okay, too. <laughs> so they own an inn on beautiful Block Island, which is off the coast of Rhode Island. You get to take a ferry there, Monica. I know you love that. Mm-hmm. Dave is the great cook. Lily manages the inn. They have a yellow lab. It's all set there at the Old Town Inn on Block Island. Okay, that's so we have the dueling in suggestions. One more. Okay, how about going to Tanglewood in the Berkshires? All summer long, they have world-class artists come in to play all kinds of different music. You bring your picnics, you go to concerts at night, and it's the Berkshires. It's absolutely beautiful, and they have loads of little inns and hotels and motels and possibly even some campgrounds. I don't think they have any camps, like Liam's <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> right, I think it's a step up from the summer camp. But, but Liam, I, I like the summer camp idea, Come though. on, it would be really fun. Very, very archery fun. archery and canoeing all day long and then just get go to the mess hall, go to the Wiggy for lunch? <laughs> Come on. That's okay. a good birthday. That that sounds like fun. All right, we tackled that one. Do we know anything about the Joe Montana helmet? Can we help out uh, Lori? Lori, can we help her out? I don't know, Leon. You know, yeah. she she said her husband's wanted a Joe Montana signature helmet since she's known him. Okay. She said we've had some romantic times. However, if I could find a way to get him one of those helmets, it would be awesome to see the look on his face. She said she's tried to find one at a reasonable price, but they're very expensive. Yes. Can you help? I, I can help. I, I can you help. You can? Yes, How I can. can. This is what, do you have a supply of no. Joe Montana signature helmets no, in your garage? No, I, I don't have that, but I can tell you what mom and dad did. One night they were at a, a play, and they were sitting next to Ringo Starr. Do you remember this? They were sitting next to Ringo Starr at this no, point. No, I, I, okay. I, I, I'm, I must have I'm, been out of the house that I, Okay. I'm so, sensing Dad probably made the story this up. This is when you're, because you're the youngest of eight ch- children, so you were probably home alone with Mom and Dad when they were cooking up this We right. Sat Next to Ringo Starr <laughs> right. story. Okay? I believe that they sat next to Ringo Starr in probably at the Goodspeed Opera House in Connecticut, okay? But, of course, then they, then they went a bridge too far. Then they said, and we got his autograph. And they handed me a playbill. And it had Ringo Starr's autograph on it. But I suspected Ringo did not actually sign it. But just for one moment, I loved that playbill. I was like, I have the Beatles. Signature <laughs> one of the Beatles. So I think, Lori, I would fake it. I would just get your Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Lee, and no. I can't play. Well, she is just looking for the look on his face. Right. There you go. <laughs> just just figure out how Joe Montana signs his helmets. I mean, no. let's be realistic. Oh, Leah. A Joe Leah, Montana. A marriage is all about trust. You would be, that would totally bust the trust in okay. this marriage. All right. I'm just saying a Joe Montana helmet is very expensive as she's found out. So she could fake it. <laughs> as we said, we're giving out advice. May not be sound. That's funny, though, Liam. I like that okay. idea. All right. You know you can contact us at SatelliteSisters.com. Send, send the helmet to our dad, and he'll sign it, Joe Montana. That's right. You know what tips me off is that the playbill was actually signed Ringo and then a, a star, like an actual star, oh, like a oh, five-point star. Yeah. And I just was suspicious that that was his actual signature and like, so weren't and when you realized that it was not Ringo Starr who signed the playbill but it was in fact probably dad yeah we had a good laugh Paula? we had a good laugh okay because then they then they explained no of course he wasn't signing any autographs because he's Ringo Starr and he was just because tra- he probably wasn't even sitting next to them <laughs> he probably it was probably just some guy with long hair yeah. that's and a couple of rings on no again I believe them that they saw Ringo Starr I believe them I just don't really believe that it was not his real signature, but I fell for it for one minute and it was enjoyable.
Mm-hmm. All right. You know what, sisters? I just want to do a Satellite Sisters shout out. We don't do these very often, but we're always willing to mention people's birthdays, anniversaries, special occasions, weddings. You can just contact us at SatelliteSisters.com. But yesterday, of course, was Valentine's Day. And there was a feature in the L.A. Times, the most beautiful couple I've ever seen. Okay, I'm showing this to everybody in the booth. They're agreeing. (laughs) Okay, here they are, Betty Davis and Jeffrey Davis. Betty's 95. She's 95 years old. Jeffrey, her husband, 96. They have been married 71 years. 70. Is that possible? Unbelievable, isn't it? And they renewed their vows yesterday at a small ceremony at the Jewish Home for the Aging in Reseda. And I would just like to say, Betty and Jeffrey, way to go. Satellite Sisters, shout out to you. 71 years of marriage. Is that unbelievable? Yeah, and a very romantic gesture to renew your vows. Yes, it is. And they look fantastic i have to say they look like they've only been married like 60 years i mean they look fantastic and they're quoted as saying we want to make the best we can of the next few years way to go betty and jeffrey so the satellite sisters salute you excellent job renewing your wedding vows you can always email us at satellitesisters.com let us know if you have a special birthday anniversary family event coming up we can try to work it into the show Okay, Monica, coming up, believe it or not. You ready? Can't wait. Ready ready. to stump you guys. It's the weekly news quiz Monica does. She thinks she's going to stump us. You can play along. We're looking for a guest player, so give Joanne a call at 866-33-SISTER, 866-337-4783. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. weekly news quiz believe it or not i'm leanne dolan of the satellite sisters here with my sisters julie and monica all right monica we have a guest player and we feel like she's a ringer kim welcome to satellite sisters thank you you're a home ec teacher yes oh i am what so what aspect of home ec is it cooking sewing the whole thing everything interior design cooking sewing child development Interior design is a home ec? Wow, that's fantastic. Absolutely. We were just talking about the torturous dirndl skirts the Dolan (laughs) sisters did so poorly on. All right, Monica, tell Kim about Believe It or Not. Okay, Kim, I think you know, but this is my weekly news quiz, and it's the time in the show, and I'm going to try to stump you. I'm going to present three news stories from the past couple of weeks. Two of the stories are true. One I made up. So you have to try to guess which headline is bogus. And, you know, each week I choose a theme. And this week's theme is stuff for men. Okay. Okay. Stuff for men. Stuff for men. It's about products. I thought, Julie and Leanne, you each have men in your lives. You may have a leg up on this one. But, you know, I just it's going to be stuff for men. But I a little bit of a disclaimer. There's a little bit 
a little bit of an ick factor to these stories, but yeah, I I, I didn't make this stuff up. Oh wait, I did. It's a one on one. I did. Okay. Story number one: self cleaning underwear. Okay. Okay. The ick factor is Ew. there, Monica. Okay. Right. I just wanted to warn you, but try to have fun with these stories. Okay. okay? This product gives a new twist to the classic tidy whities Okay. A clothing <laughs> manufacturer in Macon, Georgia, they're getting ready to launch their new product line. And it is reversible men's briefs. They're coated with an antimicrobial sheath. Okay. And the uh, research and development department claims that they resist bacteria and odors so well that the user will feel fresh, air quotes, <laughs> fresh, in the same pair of underpants for up to six days. Oh, that's I think unfortunate. that happens from time to time. Uh, yes. yes. They don't yes. feel fresh, but they wear them for six okay. days. Okay. These are going to be marketed to the traveler, to the man that travels, or the guy who hates to do laundry. They're okay. going to be very expensive. College students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're going to be a little bit on the expensive side, but you only need to buy a couple of pair to get you through the month. So story number one is self-cleaning underwear. Story number two talking toilets okay (laughs) Okay. new mexico bars and restaurants are piloting a new product designed to boost the state's driving while under the influence program okay (laughs) to curb driving under the influence and here's what it is again a little bit of the ick factor just warning you it is a talking urinal cake Okay, for the men's bathroom. And here's how it works. When a man approaches a urinal in the restroom, the talking urinal cake has a built-in sensor in it, and it emits a message. And the message is a woman's voice, and it says, Hey there, big guy. Having a few drinks? It's time to call a cab or ask a sober friend for a ride home. Okay. 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 Just going to let you think about that one for a while. Talking talking. urinal cake. Okay. Story number three. This is the third product I found this week for men. Load a bull. (laughs) Okay. What? Load a bull, Julie. Load a bull. Okay. A new British hair product for men is being launched. Okay. It is for women too, but it's being marketed to men. And it was created by a hairdresser in Knightsbridge, London, and it's made from bull semen. Okay? okay. That is the secret ingredient. Now, they used the semen from thoroughbred bulls from, it was thoroughbred semen, they said, from Aberdeen Angus bulls in Cheshire. Okay? Oh, those are the the best. <laughs> okay, Julie. Beef is really good. Guess what? Do you want to massage it into your head? I'm just asking you that. So, the mixture of uh, bull semen is massaged into the client's hair. Then the customer is put under steamer so the treatment penetrates their hair and their skull. It claims to strengthen and silken the hair. Mm-hmm. So, product number three is load of bull. So what we have, we have three new products for men. The self-cleaning underwear, talking toilets, and load of bull. Wow, Monica, you've outdone yourself today. I actually hope none of these are true. I hope you've made them all up, frankly. All right, Kim from Minnesota, you're a home ec teacher. I feel like you do have a slight advantage here. You might have come across this in your coursework. What do you think, Kim? Which one do you think Monica's making up? Number three. 
number three, and why? Because if it grew hair, then I could see the appeal. But just to have shiny hair for men, I don't know. Or or nice hair, soft hair. So I'm going with three. Okay. Okay. The bull semen hair product. Okay, yes. all right. It is kind of ironic that we have a home ec teacher on, <laughs> and we're talking about products. That yes. that made me a little worried when we started out. Okay, this is Leanne. Uh, I am going to agree with Kim, actually. There's something about the bull semen. I just seems like that would be very hard to collect. You know? <laughs> That's just a very difficult... Da- a dangerous collection process. It would just be very difficult and make the price so outrageous that I just can't imagine that being uh, cost-effective or, uh, you know, something that people want to have. So I agree, Kim. I, I, I think that's a loadable. Okay, well, this is, this is Julie. And I disagree with Kim and with Leanne because I have a friend who washes her hair with horse shampoo, so I believe... Mm-hmm. The load of bull could be true. The one I just I just think must be against the law is the self cleaning underwear. I think that there's <laughs> there's there's going to be some state law that's going to prevent that product from ever reaching reaching the marketplace. So I think that's the fake story. Okay, Monica, just thirty seconds. Okay, Julie, you grew up in a house full of men. I made up the self cleaning underwear, <laughs> oh, but it okay. is oh. a good idea, oh. isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's not. We want idea. them to change their underwear every day. <laughs> oh, Kim, thank you so much for playing along to Believe It or Not. Hold on, Joanne is going to get your information so we can send you something. I'm glad to know they're still teaching home ec in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. That sounds great. All right, you know you can always reach us at SatelliteSisters.com. Again, information on Heart Health Day is there, we promise. Look for information on today's show. I didn't get to the Anne Frank story, so uh, we'll try to work that in sometime this weekend. We're the Satellite Sisters. 